This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Cheryl uh, Hines, we are doing the intro. Tignotoro. Did you Did really? I say it right? Tig. It's no taro. No taro. Tig no taro. I mean, it just doesn't come out. It doesn't. It's never going to come out that way. Okay. I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. Well, but that's just how it is in my mind. Well, this episode, people should be prepared. There yes. is, it's it's a heavy topic, but also be prepared to remember this is a comedy podcast, and sometimes we derail. Yes. Or we take a while to get started because we're avoiding the heaviness of Getting the topic. The... Yeah. That's true. Let's get into it. Okay. All right. Uh, ladies and jerks, welcome to Sins of Our Mother. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast. And Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Cheryl, hi. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi. I don't like it. Well... I don't like the chaos going on in the in background. my background. It there's um yeah. there's there's a dog in heat uh-huh. in my house and two little kids running around and then everybody's trying to keep the dog away from the other dog. It's you know it's just another night. It's just Hollywood biz Hollywood stuff. It's very glamorous. Yeah, it's so glamorous. Um. Whoa, Tig. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I just say, um, yeah, our last episode about um, oh the cats. Oh, those were the days. Yeah, remember when we did uh-huh. a documentary about cats and it was like light and fluffy. Yeah, this ain't no cat documentary. No, we really went in a different direction. This week we're taking it uh, one eighty, a one eighty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But some people, some of our listeners. <laughs> Didn't believe that that was your voice. Oh, our last episode. They, they oh. there were a few on uh, Instagram that said that they had to stop. They stopped it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here, I can go into another voice. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Oh, are you from the seventies? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> 
is laying Blaine's back. What? Mm. How come every boy is you? I've never even seen Sling Have Blade. you not? No, no. And so when you're like, oh, it's Sling Blade, I'm like, well, that worked out. But you've heard that voice. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I mean, I've heard that he does that. But you haven't heard it yourself? No. Uh-uh. Why do you not want to watch Sling Blade? I'm not opposed to it. It's well, just get, never get come to up. It. But also, many movies have not ever come up for me. Well, this is so, coming up, and I, I think, you know who's in that? You like the movie? I did like the movie. I mean, it was a while ago, but you know who I love? Who? Um, Dwight Yoakam. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. And I also love him as a singer. No, I really love him as a singer. Yeah. I mean, I really, okay. no, I really. And by the way, how does. You how did, got that. that. Little ways it hurt me. (laughs) But how does he get those pants off? Have we talked about this? (gasps) Oh, he's got a moose knuckle. (laughs) If not, he has an intentional. I would say, I would even. Noose muckle? Noose muckle. I would even even say he might be tugboating. <laughs> no, he, he might be tugboating, but I think didn't we talk about this at one point um, that he tape he tapes it under? No, how do we know? No, this? okay, pretend like no. I didn't say that, and I hope that doesn't make it. Did any- Brad Paisley tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> what if Brad Paisley, before he goes out to sing, he just like checks everybody's. Uh, moose knuckles before he well before. i'm hoping to be so tight with brad paisley that he'll tell me country crotch secrets <laughs> uh like he's been telling you because you gave me brad paisley's number and i have not dialed it up yet, but i am gonna i say. am gonna give that man a jingling now let me tell you i told stephanie about um tugboating yeah and i said i wasn't quite sure what it is yet but she it feels it was, like it's something, something. She told me what it's got to be. Well, did she think it was motorboating? No, it's very different. Is it? Well, what did she? Can I make a guess of what I think she thought it was? Sure, I don't think you're gonna. Get it. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna get it at all. Well, for, to me, it sort of sounds like if somebody accidentally poops in their pants and they're wearing. <laughs> See, you always bring poop up. <laughs> I mean, it just seems... I would say it's it's when someone purposefully poops on their <laughs> pants. It's talk about... No. You say, hey, everybody, look at this. Okay, no, what does she think it is? Or somebody would be like, oh, God, is somebody tugboating? <laughs> Did somebody just tugboat? I'll tell you what she said oh, no. tugboating is. Yeah. Uh-oh. Stephanie, when I told her the name and I said, I feel like it's a great name, but I don't know that it's anything. And she said, well, the first thing that comes to mind for me is when you're, oh, no. <laughs> when your tampon string oh, no. hangs out of your bathing Come suit. Come on, everybody. We haven't even started the episode. Oh, she said God. she feels like that might be tugboating. <laughs> Okay, listen, if imagine somebody that's just listening to this show for the first time and this is and Hey, new listener, <laughs> hey. Listen. They're gonna be so mad. They're gonna be so mad and confused and just listen. Okay, if you're new to the to Tick and Cheryl True Story, 
Which you probably are because yeah. our numbers keep Climbing. growing yeah. every week. Well, last week we talked about uh, kitty cats. Kitty cats and somehow that la- led to camel toes and then that led to moose knuckles. <laughs> which naturally led us to, to tug tugboating, boating, which is a thing that I made up. Yeah. But I wasn't sure what it meant. Although I will say a few uh, listeners wrote in and thought that it meant, and I thought it was interesting that two separate people had this thought, which makes me mm. think maybe this is, maybe it is a thing. Tugboating. A tugboating is when. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to when us. You have toilet paper hanging out of your, either out of your pants after a tri- okay. trip or on your foot. You know, if you're like okay. stepped on it, and just like, hey, you got a tugboat behind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, tugboats are in front of the big, the big boats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> makes no sense. So, uh-huh. if you could write in, let us know if it has to do with toilet paper on your shoe or your tampon string hanging out of your bathing suit. Oh, you know what? I'm glad we're. Hmm. I'm glad we're wasting a lot of time because this documentary mm. is so well. It gets ha- it's hard to do a comedy podcast once you start t- if you're if it's when you, sad if it's sad. So this uh, this uh, uh, documentary is tragic. Were you familiar with it? No, the I story? didn't know. I didn't know it. Oh, was. I followed the story. <gasps> but like you know, a while hawk. I was watching it, I was like, oh, I think I remember. Mm-hmm. Bits and pieces, but I also at the time I thought it was so disturbing that I couldn't really pay attention to it because it was mm-hmm. it was too disturbing. Yeah. All right. Well, should we just talk about it? I mean, yes. I guess that's what the show is. That's what our job is. <laughs> and just to tell everybody once again, we understand that this is a tragic story, and we are by no means laughing about this story or anything that happened. Uh, no, no, we're no. sometimes our show goes off the rails and we talk about things and we that talk don't... about things like tugboating <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything, anything, with the documentaries yes. or with serious yes. topics. Yes, we are just two friends that watch a documentary and then we catch up and, chit- and chit chat about it. We chit chat about documentaries and then sometimes tugboating comes up. <laughs> Okay. But this is beyond tragic. No, this is. This oh, it's so, story it, and this can't. documentary is beyond tragic. I can't even. I don't understand it. Well, here we go. We're, I want to talk. I want to okay. hear your thoughts about it. <clears throat> um, today we're talking about Sins of Our Mother. It's a 2022 Netflix three-part docuseries directed by Sky Borgman, whose previous credits include Dead Asleep. Oh, Remember Dead Asleep? The yeah. guy that that was also terribly tragic. Mm-hmm. He killed somebody and he said he was asleep at the time. Um, yes. And I hate to spill beans, but that did not hold up in court. So, uh, Sins of Our Mother tells the chilling story of a doomsday obsessed wife and mother, Lori Vallow who has been accused alongside her fifth husband of murdering two of her children. Sins of Our Mother is currently available on Netflix. I mean, I really, I I wish I would have had a um, heads up before I, I mean, I guess I could have watched the trailer. 
Yeah. Yeah. I watched it with Stephanie and she wasn't familiar with the um the story. news story. Yeah. And I was like to me, I was so aware of this story and I was shocked that she wasn't aware and I'm kind of shocked here. Well, like you I weren't. said, I mean, as the documentary went on, and we don't want to jump ahead, but mm. there were some familiar faces that I remember seeing on TV and thinking at the time, this is such a strange story. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I'm sort of lost in the story and it's one of those that I don't, I don't even want to know the details of, but mm-hmm. this, this documentary docu-series really tells the whole story. I mean, it really tells, I mean, there are certainly things that Stephanie and I discussed where we were a little surprised that there wasn't more information. Yeah about but then there's also surprisingly so much information and footage and yes I- i've never seen something this I documented no because for whatever reason they had a lot of what looked to be body cam footage from mm. police officers police yeah so i mm-hmm. it was interesting that they had that and that they could put that in this docu-series. And and by the way, I thought it was also very helpful and informative because then it's mm-hmm. it really was, these are the facts. It wasn't, yeah. this is what I think happened or what I heard yeah. happened. Right. So to me, that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. It starts out with body cam footage of a man mm-hmm. telling a police officer that he couldn't get in touch with his young children and he was worried because he... He believes that his ex-wife has lost her mind. And he said, I can't really explain it, but she's gone crazy. And the officer asks if he thinks that she's a danger to other people or to herself. And he said, yes. And he said, how do you know? And the husband said, because she's threatened to kill me several times. So, yeah. And that's how the whole thing starts. That's like in the first yes. 30 seconds of this. Unless you're Thomas, who watched it out of order and saw the last episode. Somehow Thomas watched the last one and was just thinking, wow, where does it go from here? Yeah. So that's a different podcast, just watching something in reverse, which would be um, interesting. Mm -hmm. So it's really about this woman, Lori Vallow, who is quite a character study. Yeah. A study on mental health issues and uh, mm-hmm. and also you know we do a lot of podcasts about cults mm-hmm. and there's a sort of a cult cultish element to this and I don't even remember part of the story that she was part of the Mormon church you're saying when you were watching the news when I was watching this docuseries I and I started remembering seeing this on the news I that wasn't didn't that was not part of the story. That uh-huh. I don't remember that being part of the story. Right. So yeah, I wasn't aware of that either. Yeah. So it's sort of a strange part of the story, and it certainly mm-hmm. has nothing to do with being Mormon. Mm-hmm. So this woman, very attractive, beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Yes, she'd been married. Uh, you know by. By the end of this, she had been married five times. I don't think I clocked that it was five. Yeah, but I thought it was six, actually. But it was just five, which is 
It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Also, no judgment. Uh, no. You can fall in love five times. I'm not, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But her story was it's such a complicated one that you you start thinking, oh, uh, maybe there are red flags along the way. So Lori's family, including Janice Cox, there were a lot of family members and names. And at some mm-hmm. point, you're like, who are they talking about? I know. I have to say, Stephanie is really good at at that. At following. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, is that who it was? <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, is that the second husband? But yeah. So she so she's married a few times. The first husband was abusive, was abusive to the children. So she she left him and then I don't even remember what they said about a few of the husbands in between. Doesn't matter. Point is, uh, there's no way to know. No. And at some point, she meets this guy, Chad Daybell. Well, wait. Before you get to Chad Daybell, Lori's first marriage was brief. Her second marriage, okay, she had a son named Colby. And then she had Tylee with her third husband, Joe. Oh, Joe was abusive to her Mm. and Colby. And then Lori met her fourth husband, Charles. And then at some point in 2013... Lori and Charles adopted JJ, who was a child in need of care, born mm-hmm. from Charles's nephew, and JJ subsequently diagnosed with autism. It's not really part mm-hmm. of a, the story, but it's no. a detail. Yeah. And um, Charles also had sons of his own. But this is in the first, you know, episode. I just loved that Lori who is very religious. She's very involved in the Mormon church. And she is claiming that that she talks to angels. Now that is a Counting Crows song. Well, it's a Black Crows song. Oh, that, now that is a Black Crows song. Yeah, he that is a- the angel. It's kind of high. It is. Uh, but I do really like that song. This is just a weird music fact. Okay. It was very odd during this period in time of the the black, black crows. crows yeah cuz there was the black crows the counting crows and cheryl crow a lot of crows lot of crows were going on that is interesting and they were all good mhm they were all and yeah. i was just talking about this with stephanie yeah. the other day um it's not cool mm-hmm. to like the counting crows it's not no, and here's something. Is it like Nickelback? Which, by the way, I think Nickelback is good. I don't have a problem with I Nickelback. I don't have a problem it, with Nickelback okay. either. Okay, go ahead. Uh, okay, I've heard it's not cool to like The Counting okay. Crows. I love The Counting Crows. I love The Counting Crows. I love them. I love them. Ranking? Are you kidding me? Oh, my, oh God. my God. Their whole first Omaha I'm, it's, oh, we have to take a break. Oh, no. But I no. love them. I love them. And what? And, and I can't say what. Well, also, Hootie and the Blowfish, they were, listen. Okay, I'm going to tap out okay. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I can't me remember Hootie. a Hootie and the Blowfish song, but I remember at the time really liking them. And then suddenly everybody turned against them. And I was like, whoa. I only want to be with you. Oh, yeah. I only want to be with you. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, now he's in the country, country music. music scene. Which I love. Which you and I both love. Yes. No, nothing wrong with a little hootie. But, uh, <laughs> and I can't claim that I am a huge Nickelback fan, but I do love their song where he reminisces about um, uh, years ago. Okay, great. Oh, wait. What is it? Wait, Thomas, well, you know this song? I, I always Thomas, love you know the this song. song? I love the song it. because the guy's voice is so angry when he's singing, but it's about like fond memories. And I always think it's so <laughs> funny. Um, how does it go? Thomas, do you know how it goes? Photograph. Photograph. Oh, photograph. All right. Oh, how, what's the tune? Looking for photograph. Look at this photograph. Okay, okay, we have to put Thomas's <laughs> voice to music. Okay, let's take a break okay, and no. we will get back it's to this documentary. Very serious and then, But I do love that. Um, oh, look at this photograph. <laughs> Every time I do it makes me laugh. Yeah. And he's like, he's so like. Angry. <laughs> yeah. He's angrily singing it. Maybe we can start a festival called Cheeseball Fest. Oh. And all the bands that people make fun of, would they like Creed. Want, would and, they want to come on, go on a tour called Cheeseball Fest? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. does, do they want to do that? I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know these people, but <laughs> I bet we'd sell some tickets. Okay. All right. Let us know what you think about Cheeseball Fest. We will be right back okay. to discuss Sins, Sins of, of Our, of our mother. mother. Whoa. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. Look at this photograph. Every time I do it makes me laugh. Now I need to listen to that song. You should. Okay, so Tig. Yeah. So this woman, Lori. Mm-hmm. Now she's married to Charles. Uh-huh. And she had a religious vision that the whole family should move to Hawaii. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people <laughs> Which... have that vision. <laughs> I really like it when people say, look, God spoke to me. And, and go to the most beautiful place. <laughs> we have to. That's what I heard. Or it's like the, the people that are like, and God told me to sleep with as many people as I can. Yes. Have sex, spread my seed. Mm-hmm. Different, different documentary. Okay. They're all happy. They go to Hawaii. 
she felt like Charles was not her spiritual equal. I mean, who is going to be the spiritual equal to this person? To someone that says they have a direct line to God. Yeah. But also just what she was up to in life. I mean. Well, no, you don't want no. Okay. So Lori started going off the deep end at some point and hoarding food and getting ready about the for the end times. So, you know, we've talked about this before because I don't know. It is interesting that we've had several documentaries involving the Mormon church. Yeah, I was thinking that while I was watching it because I didn't know this um this detail when I was watching I the news unfold. Oh, I didn't either. And I was like, please bring these children back somehow, some way. And then no clue that this this was part of this. Right. Seems like, and I could be wrong, uh, but some people in the Mormon church believe that end days are coming Mm -hmm. and that a few, um, not a few, but... A certain amount of people will be saved and everyone else is going to burn. Now, do you not think end days are coming? Uh, Not in the way that she thought. Right. I mean, I think it could happen. I definitely think it could happen. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, a meteorite could hit or, uh, I don't know, something could happen. Humans could just ruin the planet. Yes. Everybody could just start battling with each other or not recycling or not recycling the slow burn mm-hmm. i mean but do i feel like i need a lot of canned tuna fruit <laughs> i don't think it's gonna help <laughs> so i'm not you know i'm like look whatever's in the pantry is gonna have to do me and then at some point she um lori started a podcast right yeah and um, i was wondering where all of this came from when when all of the audio was playing i was like did she just have like a right a tape she... recorder that she was talking to herself right on? because she's you hear her voice saying you know strange things like mm-hmm. the end is coming mm-hmm. and we're all going down except for the hundred and forty four thousand people the 144,000 that will be saved. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, whoa, when did she record this? But she had a, a podcast. And um, there was this guy named Chad. By the way, yeah, can we talk about Chad? What's his name? Doolittle? Do no. Daybell. Chad Daybell. I like Chad Doolittle. <laughs> Better. Chad has the personality of a... Nat? Nat. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand uh, why people would follow him. Now, there was a weird thing, and I hate to even verbalize this. Verbalize it. When he was younger, he was handsome. Yeah, I will give you that. And maybe somehow she could see through that he used to be handsome. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, well, Chad also feels like God speaks to him and yeah, people they connected. They found each other. They connected. And um, yes, he had a near-death experience and claimed to, that he had become a prophet and he had a wife and five kids and Chad felt he was supposed to lead the apocalypse. 
Okay, this is that's when, okay, one of this is the, when it this is when it goes off the rails. But also where I have questions, how there wasn't much talk about his family. Yeah, I know. And even though clearly Lori's family was willing to be on it and had there was a lot of footage and whatever, but there was no comment about yeah. These five kids. Yeah. So um, Chad and Lori, let's say they fell in love. Mm -hmm. And Charles suspected Chad and Lori were together. And (laughs) Adam, Lori's other brother, wanted to plan an intervention for Lori, believing that what Charles had been saying. So Charles started reaching out. To Lori's family and saying she's really gone off the rails. Mm -hmm. She's out of touch with reality and we need to have an intervention. Yeah. And um, one day before the planned intervention, Charles was picking up JJ, Mm -hmm. the little boy. Yeah. Alex was waiting for him. Alex is um, Lori's brother. Mm -hmm. That's also very religious, Mm -hmm. I guess we'll say. And... Alex shoots Charles, who dies, and Alex told the police that the shooting was in self-defense. And this is one of the times that we were talking about where you see the the body cam footage. Mm-hmm. You see the moments, and you can't, you can't even understand what's going on because they're all very calm and just acting like nothing happened, even though they just killed a, a person. That was a theme throughout... The entire it really series. was. It, there was a casualness that was startling every single time. Every time. Well, what happened was Chad and Lori, hard to know who thought of it first, seems like it was Chad, decided that some people were zombies mm-hmm. and that their true spirit had already left their bodies Mm -hmm. and now they were a zombie and they should be killed Mm -hmm. and chad said that apparently that's how he felt about his wife Mm -hmm. at the time and that's how they felt about Lori's husband charles so chad apparently killed his wife and then they had Alex kill Charles, Lori's husband. And then, uh, like, I don't know, 14 days later or something, they went to Hawaii. And got married. And got married. Mm-hmm. And they're both trying to get the payout, their spouse's life insurance payout. Yeah. But now the family, Lori's family and Charles's family... Yeah. As well, right? Mm-hmm. Charles's parents, who are the grandparents of JJ mm-hmm. and 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 Tylee, they're saying what happened. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Lori just picked up and left mm-hmm. with uh, Tylee and JJ, and she didn't tell anybody where she was going. Mm-hmm. And the grandparents. We're trying to get in touch with and their that was grandkids. So devastating. It's it's beyond devastating. Yeah. Seeing the pain that these people are in. 
Oh, it's so it was so sad. And and Colby, who is one of Lori's older kids, mm-hmm. really loves his half siblings and he is also trying to reach out to Tylee to, you know, talk to her and tell her happy birthday and he can't get a hold of her. He can't reach her. And now he's calling his mother, Lori, and saying, where is Tylee? Yeah. And Lori is saying, don't worry about it. She's fine. Also, it's so crazy because you're following this story and you're just re- repulsed by Lori and Mr. Doolittle. Chad. Yeah. <laughs> but then meanwhile, then there's the weird curveball when her son who i really liked him so much but then he starts talking about jesus and in ways where you go wait a minute wait a minute what i know yeah so colby uh is married to this young woman kelsey who seemed like the only she seemed like she had a handle on everything that was going on and was like calling it out left and right like this is a cuckoo bird here comes another cuckoo bird yes yes and so now nobody can get in in touch with the the kids they don't know where the kids are and um kelsey decides to start really trying to figure out what's going on Mm mm-hmm and Kelsey started going through Charles's old emails to the family and got alarmed by what he said before he died. And at one point, he wrote that Lori called Tylee a dark spirit. And that was a point that Stephanie made was not only is Mr. Doolittle's family not in this, other right. than reference to his wife. Right. Uh, and that he had all these kids. But clearly... None of his kids were dark spirits. Right. It was all her family and kids. And What happened to his kids? Okay, we're going to take a break and we'll come back. And then we're going to, I'm going to break it down. Yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. 
We're back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. Cheryl's about to break it down. It's, I wish I didn't have to. Yeah. I wish we were talking about cats chasing um, feathers on a fishing pole. Mm, you've actually been upset by that. Angry. Mm. <laughs> I was angered by it. Yeah. Okay, so now, okay, Kelsey is doing some detective work. She sees that Lori and Chad had created a list of people um labeling them dark spirits or light spirits Mm -hmm. and if they were considered a dark spirit then they were zombies and they had to kill them it sounds so made up ridiculous yeah because it is yeah well that's what i kept thinking when i was watching that is you know their sense of reality was so distorted Mm -hmm. and is it unusual to find two people that have the same distorted reality i mean people find each other people find each other water what is it water rises to the top no water seeks its own level i've never really been able to picture what that means (laughs) well okay so if you if you have a a little glass of water and a nope um we'll circle back okay okay so Now, J.J.'s grandmother is trying to really desperately get in touch with the kids. And she sees that Lori has made charges on an old Amazon account that was Charles's. Mm-hmm. And they track a an address to where the, the deliveries were made. Mm-hmm. I mean, thank God for this grandmother. Truly. So the cops go by this address to do a welfare check on the children and Lori says that they're fine that they're with her ex-podcast host Melanie they call Melanie they can't verify it and then uh Lori makes a run for it mm-hmm. like that night she packs up everything and just leaves and now they're now the kids are declared missing yeah which obviously is not a sign of innocence no and that's that's when you know when you start seeing footage of that Mm -hmm. that's what triggered me to remember this because it wasn't that long ago no this was all teed up to unfold during the pandemic and that's where i was very trapped and like this is one of those news stories where i was reading and reading reading and following and and then i was just like what am i doing i know because you wanted so desperately for people to find these children yeah because now the grand the grandparents are saying please help us find these children yeah Lori has now disappeared Lori and chad have disappeared and now they show up in hawaii and that was also crazy that you see Security cam footage of them wheeling their carry-ons through the hotel lobby. As though there wasn't a trail of dead people in their way. Oh, my God. I mean. But also, if you believe, and this is not to defend them, but they truly potentially believed. I know they wanted the insurance money, but they, if you really believe that Satan or whoever has taken over and this is these are just zombies how can you vacation in hawaii well no then it's not a big deal to kill people 
Because it's not a person to them. Right, It's a right. zombie. It's a zombie. Yeah. And so th- this is just like insanity. It is insanity. But if they really believe that, then it's, yeah. it's nothing. It's like a, then it's a cardboard like doing... cutout. Which is hard. Like as, first of all, as a person, you can't even believe somebody else would do that or think that. But And then as a parent... Well, yeah, it's that's the other thing is it's like even if you believe that your child is a zombie or Satan has taken them over, well, I don't even know what they're believing or thinking. Are you not sad that they're a zombie and they're no right. longer there? Even or if you're, you're not trying to get them back? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> so now the police have caught up to them and... They give Lori three days to produce the kids. Mm-hmm. That was also kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But why three days? Maybe they were maybe they were hoping that she she would lead them to. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, all the stuff that I see on TV, I would think that they, you know, that they're watching her and they're hoping that they're going to get clues as, as to where the children are. Anyway, um, and the whole country is now very involved. And very concerned about the children. Mm-hmm. Where are the children? And at some point, she's she doesn't comply. She doesn't produce the children, and they arrest her. Then Colby, the son, is speaking to his mother in jail, and he's try. He was also recorded, mm-hmm. which is crazy. These these are real recordings from jail because because Colby recorded them. Mm-hmm. And um, he's trying to get his, he is trying to get information from his mother because he's trying to help the kids. Yeah. The FBI gets access to Lori's iCloud and Alex's phone. Alex, the brother. Yeah. Um, this leads them to search the Daybell residence, specifically the backyard. Mm-hmm. It just, that's when you're, I mean, while you're watching this, your stomach just starts to sink and sink and sink. Chad tries to flee as they search. Like, what is he thinking? Aside from this insanity and killing and you think you're going to flee? You really think? What do you do? Like, this guy is a dingbat. And they have messages, text messages to each other, Mm -hmm. you know, where he basically said he shot a quote unquote animal, some, some. Like a squirrel. Essentially, yeah, some animal in the backyard. It only took one bullet or something, and he buried it in the pet cemetery in the backyard. And to to the mother of this child. I mean, so now now the FBI, the police, they're digging up the backyard, and s- tragically and sadly, they found human remains, and it was it was JJ and Tylee. Mm-hmm. Chad is arrested. Lori's sent to the psych ward to determine if she's fit to stand trial, which is also, I, I don't really understand how that works because I don't either. Because they're clearly, someone, they're clearly mentally unstable. Yeah. But also, but yes, she should stand trial and be mm-hmm. uh, accountable for what she did. Yeah. But that's what, that's what's really hard about this story. And, and not that. Not that you can ever understand why somebody would kill someone else, mm-hmm. but in in this documentary and in this story, there's not even an inkling as to why 
money and but but the children well to me i feel like this guy probably the only way i can see autism coming in is him not wanting to deal with you know i don't know how far on on the spectrum this kid was but i could see him being like i don't want these kids in my way you know telling people what we're doing or what we've done or, or just whatever. even you know it looked like his kids were grown you know what i yeah, mean yeah i couldn't and understand. these these two were still at home and Ugh. then maybe he didn't have the patience for a kid that was that had special needs yeah, that yeah. Had, i i don't know special that, attention that's, i know that was just me i know i know i know because you know why because we're trying to justify somebody's mm-hmm. unreasonable illogical thinking yeah. mm-hmm. and it's and you can't do it so right. we're you know we're trying to assign a meaning to it and it it there's no good it's luck just, basically good luck the thing is even when you saw you see Lori in court mm-hmm. in the you know jumpsuits mm-hmm. the stripes and she's very I don't know. Cavalier. She's very... Constant through this entire documentary. Never a moment of despair or mm-hmm. remorse or... And what's so crazy is earlier in the story, when her one husband was abusive, she grabbed her kids and got them out of there. So right. she's getting them out of harm's way at right. one point. And obviously right. people can change and stability can change. But it it's so hard to track and listening to her son just rail her on everything and say what should be said like he was very bold with what he said yeah she's just yeah she says you you know you don't don't understand or you don't get it so chad and Lori now they've both been charged with murder and they both go to trial in 2023 Mm -hmm. and they're gonna be tried together but it's just um this story was like you just couldn't believe it yeah, like I said, I was very familiar and I was sitting with Stephanie watching this and she was just, it just that hearing it for the first time and where, of course, I was devastated all over again, but mm. I was watching her experience it for the first time. The only, <sighs> there's not really a bright note in this, but um, Colby, at the end, you do see Colby and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. They go to Hawaii to do a sort of uh, a memorial, an emotional send off to their mm-hmm. to to the people that died, and it was. And Colby said, and I thought was very wise, that he he knows that Tylee and JJ would not want their mm-hmm. lives to be consumed. Defined. Yeah, with sadness that he knows that they would want them to. Mm-hmm. Now, Colby, Colby and Kelsey are parents and, you know, they need to be there for, for their daughter. So, you know, these people look relatively normal, mm-hmm. if not exceptionally attractive, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. some, some. Yeah, some. Some, not all. Some, not all. And it reminds me of Stephanie said, and maybe I've talked about this on this podcast, or maybe. It doesn't matter. Nobody what, remembers. That, no, no. Mm. I don't know what's no going on. Know. But um, when Stephanie was little, she was watching some movie, and the evil people, you know, had moles on their face and mm-hmm. crazy 
you know, jagged Crazy teeth eyes. And, and, yeah. yeah. And Stephanie said her mother was like, why do they always make the villain look like that? The villain looks, never looks like that, you know? Mm. And it's misleading. It, it, yeah. You, that's who you're looking for. Right, right. In a villain is to yeah. have this unattractive look. And then here, you know, somebody like Lori... It, I mean, she could have been a model. She could have she been. She was. She was in the yeah. Mrs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever con- contest. Right. She, she was like. She was striking. Yeah. She, you know. And and it's like you can't be fooled by somebody that lives Looks in normal. a neighborhood is attractive and. It's true. Yeah. Oh God. Well, I mean, I guess that's it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tig. Well, are you ready for some happily ever after thoughts? Yes. This is where we give our thoughts on um, this week's documentary. Did you cry? I teared up. I didn't have a full-blown boohoo mm-hmm. because I think I was very familiar with this story. Mm-hmm. But when Colby was talking in the end, I had moments of like, oh gosh, the gravity of it all. Mm -hmm. And also feeling like when he talked that he needs so much therapy. Not that we all don't, but I felt like he was a little disassociated in ways. Well, I'm sure you would have to be. You have to be. He loves his mother, Mm -hmm. you know, and doesn't understand what she did and yeah i mean imagine the complicated feelings involved i can't in i can't no. even her mother Lori's mother is in this mm-hmm. documentary a lot yeah. and she also seems pretty together mm-hmm. i don't know it's hard yeah who were you attracted to don't even let's not even i would say colby yeah. But Colby. yeah, it's not appropriate. I know, you can't. We can't. Maybe one of the news people. Did you cry? I didn't, know, but I yelled. I yelled a lot. Mm-hmm. I was so angry. Yeah. Okay. Whew! God dang it. Okay, that's it for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking about Trainwreck, Woodstock 99, three-part series on Netflix. Okay, Tig, should we do a palate cleanser, please? Yeah, let's do a palate cleanser. Let's do some true fan mail. Okay, this is from Jess. Hey, Hey, Jess. Jess, Hey. hey. Hi, Tig and Cheryl. I found your podcast two months ago. It was perfect timing because my son Otis and I have been spending lots of time in the car getting to and from appointments. He's a sweet three-year-old who enjoys your recaps on the speed cuber episode i was super unprepared for tig talking about her observation that special kids seem to come into the world to parents who are equipped to support their kids the best way they can i was in standstill traffic and ugly cried it's been a long summer of making sure our son gets all the services he needs in place i felt very seen also, someone else mentioned their kid loved Cheryl's laugh, and mine can't get enough of it either. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks for all the laughs and hilarity, Jess and Otis. Oh, oh, Jess and Otis. Oh, my God. I love 
the name Otis. It is so it's cute. so cute. Otis. Oh, no. I hope, I hope they don't listen to this one. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like yeah. they might. Hey, Jess. Hey, Otis. Hey, hey. Um, okay, this is from Rebecca. Hey, hey Rebecca. Rebecca. Hey. hey. Hey, Tegan Cheryl and Thomas. Hey. <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you. I listened to your podcast while producing true crime docu-series. <gasps> thank you so much for bringing lightness and laughter in the middle of things that can get pretty heavy. Fun note. Just after listening to your podcast about our father, I interviewed for a job and the interviewer just happened to be Lucy Jordan, the director of that documentary. I had no idea when I applied for the job that she was on the project. And in the interview, we learned that we are both snurkbulls. <gasps> wait, wait, who is a snurkbull? A director from? From our father. Remember the the weird doctor that impregnated? Yeah. <gasps> yes, Lucy Jordan is confirmedly a snurkbull. Wow. Oh, my God. We've hit the big time. Love you guys so much. Thanks for all the spit takes. Please, mm. please, please, please keep them coming. XX forever snurkbull. Rebecca. Oh, that <laughs> made me feel. Oh, God. We needed that. Yeah. Oh, my God. We needed these two. We really did. We needed did. Otis. We needed Jess. We needed Rebecca. And Lucy. All right. Um, Tig, do you have anything to promote? Well, I do have something to promote. I will finally be in Honolulu on October 7th. I'm going to be happening? in, I'm not sure where in Delaware, but it's not a big state on November 4th. <laughs> uh, and this is really looking far ahead to where you're going to be annoyed, Cheryl, but I'll be in Red Bank, New Jersey on April 20th or as. That's ridiculous. What? 420. No, no, this Poughkeepsie, New York, 421, and Concord, <laughs> New Hampshire, 422. What? And Come check on. out Don't Ask Tig because it's coming back. It's coming my, back. That's my other podcast. That's my other okay. podcast. You can uh, check out uh, About Fate on a streamer near you. <laughs> I should really <laughs> commit it to memory when it's on. Okay. Oh, you can see you can see it on Apple TV. You can rent it on YouTube. It's out there. Um, and Curb Your Enthusiasm and The Flight Attendant. You know what? Also, I forgot I'm going to be on oh. Jay Leno's Garage. Oh, I did not see that. Are you serious? I am. I am. And I'm very excited to see the episode because I drove something pretty cool. And was it his car? No. You can't say. No, it wasn't oh. his car, but it was something it was that was, it was, oh, is I this mean, a big reveal. I mean, if you want to say a loner and then watch the episode, you're going to laugh that you would even say it's a loner. <laughs> <laughs> but it is for sure a loner. But there's <laughs> no world where you're going to be able to get this loaned. Oh, now I'm curious. And I am filming the, the morning show, but it's not airing wee, yet. Wee. Braggadocious alert. Braggadocious alert. alert. Braggadocious alert. Braggadocious alert. With John Ham. Yeah. I just hung out with him at a party. Mm-hmm. He texts me all day, every day. Oh, same. Braggadocious so <laughs> alert. Um, but also, okay. Jennifer yes. Aniston texts me 
too. Oh, yeah. Well, I played poker with Jennifer Aniston, so. Okay. Well, your name Rag came up. <laughs> your name came up the other night when I was with Did Jen. It? When I was Did with it? Jen. Yeah. And what happened? And she she goes, oh, I know who she is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No, she said she thinks you're great. Oh, come on, you guys. What else? What okay. other celebrities um, no, text me? <laughs> what other celebrities are just texted me nonstop? Cheryl Hines. <laughs> Tig, hey, mm-hmm. you up? Oh, wait, what did Brad Paisley say when um about me? He said he likes you. He's waiting for you to... He said he wants to do your podcast yes all right all right tig should we do it again yes let's do it again tig and cheryl true story is hosted by me cheryl hines and tig notaro it's produced by thomas willett audio engineered and edited by thomas willett with production assistance from bobby pearson music by david sesson special thanks to gabby kobasic patrick mcdonald and stephanie allen Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast.